Welcome and thank you for accepting our invitation to this Bible study and reflection for September 8th, 2021. Today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and the fruit it bears. Now let us begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, Please open our hearts and minds to your word and allow your Holy Spirit to work as our advocate and embolden us to share our faith with others. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As Christians, we're invited to share the gospel, which is the good news of Jesus and him bringing the kingdom of God. In my faith journey, I've been truly humbled to see the difference Jesus makes in our lives. Strengthening my relationship with Jesus has brought so much hope and joy to my life, and I really do love to share with others what that relationship means to me. For some time now, but especially this past year, I have wanted to share some of the life-changing impacts the gospel has made on others. But to be honest, I did not know how to best do that without sounding like I was bragging or taking credit. Recently, I was listening to a sermon by Tim Keller in which he recalled a story about a man he was counseling. This particular man came to him because he was having marital issues. Tim Keller said the man not only came to him, but he found out that he went to several other pastors in the area seeking help, but he would not heed any of their advice. One day Keller decided to give him a book that he had read in hopes that it would help the man in his relationship with his wife. The man went home, read the book, and the next thing Tim Keller knew, he was receiving a phone call from the man's wife asking him, what in the world did you tell my husband to make such a difference? Tim said he immediately started patting himself on the back, but could not really remember anything different that he had told her husband. Then it dawned on him. It had to have been the book he just gave him recently. He said he was so excited he had several other husbands that he was counseling at the time, and he gave each one of them the same book hoping for good results, but the results were not the same. He said it finally hit him that it was not what he had said or the book he had given the husband, but it was the seeds he had planted and that had been given the growth by the Holy Spirit. When we're bold enough to share our faith with others, it may feel like we have driven the ball all the way down the field, but just cannot get it into the end zone. The good news is, if we plant the seeds along the way, the Holy Spirit will take it across the goal line. This is a commentary from a resource titled Lexham Survey of Theology regarding the mission of the Holy Spirit. There are a good many scriptural passages mentioned here, and I'm not going to read each one, but please make a note of them and I encourage you to read them on your own. Here is the commentary. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, whose identity and work are revealed, especially by Jesus, in his farewell discourses to his disciples. 
John 14, verse 17. Jesus said that after his departure, he would send his followers the Holy Spirit, another comforter, who would be with them always and lead them into all truth. And John 15, 26. The Holy Spirit would come to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. In other words, to proclaim the gospel of Christ and its fulfillment. John 16, verse 8. The Spirit had been active in earlier times, brooding over the unformed creation and bringing life and order from it. Genesis 1, verse 2. Giving skill to the artisans who constructed the tabernacle. Exodus 31, 2 through 5. Inspiring the prophets and others who composed the Hebrew scriptures. 2 Samuel 23, verse 2. But he was not known in the same personal way and to the same degree by all believers before the dawning of the new covenant as evidenced in Joel, chapter 2, verse 28, and then again in Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. The fulfillment of the sending of the Spirit took place 50 days after Jesus' resurrection and 10 days after his ascension into heaven. The Spirit came in the form of tongues of fire that rested on the heads of the disciples who had assembled in Jerusalem in order to wait for him, as Jesus had instructed them to do. Once they were filled with the indwelling Spirit, the disciples were able to go out and preach boldly the message of salvation that they had received in Christ. And the Spirit enabled them to win thousands of converts to the new faith. The essence of the Holy Spirit's ongoing mission today can be seen in the work and worship of the church. Preachers are empowered by him. The hearts of individuals are touched by him. And the fellowship of believers is strengthened by his presence in their worship and common life. The Spirit prays for us when we cannot pray for ourselves. And it gives us both a new character and particular gifts that further the spread of the gospel. Among the virtues or, or fruit that the Holy Spirit implants in the heart of believers are love, joy, peace, and patience, as written in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Among the gifts mentioned in Scripture that he gives believers for the edification of the church as a whole are prophecy, teaching, speaking in tongues, and interpreting tongues as found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. The virtues and the gifts are many and varied, but there is only one Spirit who gives them in ways that are meant to be complementary and not competitive. The church is the creation of the Spirit and is meant to be the place where his mission is most clearly visible. But he is also at work in the world, and it is the duty of Christians to discern when this is so. In particular, the Spirit is not bound to the structure of the church's earthly organization, and believers must be prepared to accept what he is doing, 
even when they cannot control or direct it. The ultimate purpose of the Spirit's mission is to glorify Jesus Christ and reveal His kingdom in the world until such time as Christ Himself will return and bring His work to fruition in the final judgment and the establishment of a new creation. That's the end of the commentary. I'd like to share with you a few personal examples of the Holy Spirit and how he works in and through us as individuals. This past Saturday, I was with a group of friends and family members at a tailgate event. One of my out-of-town friends that I don't see very often and I were talking about some personal struggles he had been through over the past several years. He shared with me that he was doing much better, and one of the things that was a big influence in his healing process was listening to my weekly Bible study and reflection podcast. I let him know how much I appreciated and was humbled to be able to share God's Word and the good news about Jesus but I also let him know that the growth and the cure came from the Holy Spirit. Later that same day, I was talking with another friend of mine, and he said he was traveling one day with a friend of his, and they listened to one of my podcasts. And afterwards, there was about five minutes of dead silence. He said his friend that was riding with him finally broke the silence by saying, pull over, we need to talk. He shared that they had a very deep faith-based conversation that helped strengthen their faith. I will take credit for sharing God's word, but as we know, faith is a gift from God, and that gift of faith is strengthened by the Holy Spirit. One final reflection on the powerful effect of God's word and the Holy Spirit. An old high school buddy of mine was building a new home and reached out to me in December of 2017 for some names of concrete subcontractors. During the course of our conversation, he mentioned he had seen some of my daily faith-based posts on Facebook, and it gave me an opportunity to share my faith journey story with him. One thing led to another, and I shared some podcast information with him that I had been listening to, as well as sending him a daily devotional book. I'm going to read a couple of texts that my friend sent me. As you can see in the text, I was not the only one that was helping disciple my friend. This is a text I received on February 22nd, 2018. Arthur, I just want both of you to know that you both have been inspiring to me to find my way back to where I needed to be for years in my efforts to live a more Christian life. I have always professed to myself and sometimes to others that I am a Christian. And yet when I sat back and finally took some quiet time, I realized that I was not as dedicated and true to God as I should be. I have never lost faith, but I really have not always walked the talk, so to speak. Both of you have been an inspiration to me with your post on Facebook and how I can see you have increased your faith as well. Seeing the post each day keeps me centered, and while I have gone a long way, I am thoroughly enjoying the journey. 
I'm a long-winded guy, as both of you probably realized if you follow my Facebook post, so I'll be short on this one. I just want both of you to know that you have played a big part in heading me back in the right direction. And Arthur, I have followed your advice on reading hints, and I am nightly reading some from the Old Testament and some from the New Testament. I started with Matthew, and I'm really getting a lot out of it, and am for the first time enjoying reading the text. Except for newspaper and sports articles, I never have enjoyed reading, and now I thoroughly enjoy reading God's Word. Thank you guys again for influencing me, and have a great night. Love both of you guys. And here's another text from March 4th, 2018. Hey, good buddy. Just wanted to check in. I've enjoyed going to church the last two Sundays, and I'm glad I have returned. The pastor's words have been so meaningful to me. It was as if he knew I was coming in some way. My wife and I kept looking at each other as if it was some prescripted message just for us. I have learned so much just attending the services and reading the Bible every day. I started the book you sent me tonight, Jesus Calling. Thank you so much for sending it to me. Praying each night before bed with my wife is a change that I just never envisioned I would do. I am learning to put my trust in Jesus and am thankful he sent me people like you to guide me back where I needed to be. I love you, man. And God bless you for showing me the way back. Well, I take no credit for introducing my friend to Jesus, but in a small, I do take credit in introducing him, but in a small way, really reintroducing him. And once he started learning God's word, he loved it. And as you can tell, he began to live it as well. I'll leave you with four passages today regarding our calling, the importance of God's word, and the promise of an advocate in the person of the Holy Spirit. The first reading is from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. This is Jesus' instructions. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And Psalm 96, verse 3, Declare his glory among the nations his marvelous deeds among all peoples. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And lastly, John chapter 14, verses 15 through 16. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Let us pray. Almighty God, dear Lord, we thank you for your word, your Son, and your Holy Spirit and ask that you would equip us through your word to boldly share the good news of your Son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we lift up this prayer. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. 
the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.